You're listening to The Dollop. Each week, I, Dave Anthony, tell a story from American history to my friend... Gareth Reynolds, who knows nothing about it. Absolutely nothing. Zero. Mm-hmm. I think if there's one thing we've mm-hmm. proven. You know, now with doing the intro, it's harder for you to wedge in a lot of Gary's, which I love. Gary! <laughs> okay. I mean, I knew there'd be a response to that. I didn't think it would be a clown explosion. <laughs> Do you want a little hit of dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Guerra. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are there. Queen Fakey of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> This is a smallop. Jesus. How do you feel about smallops? I feel good about smallops. I know that what I know about smallops is that they're going to be pretty fucking crazy because uh, you can find shorter things. March 3rd, 1876. Love the 1800s. It was a beautiful day in Bath County, Kentucky, and a local farmer's wife, Miss Crouch, was outside making soap. Uh, sure. Okay. I'm good on this one. I, know, I don't even know what that means or how you do it. I've seen a fight club. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Beyond that, I'm not sure what yeah, happens. Yeah. Well, the first rule about soap making. Don't tell everyone. You don't tell talk, you don't you talk tell, about you soap. Tell people you, tell people, you tell everyone how to make it. Yeah. <laughs> That's who, only one rule. Who's making? It's so Just some yard soap. So, she's making. Yard soap. <laughs> Deal with it, bro. You don't make yard soap, bro? And naturally, the story begins with a woman eating, making soap. <laughs> this story begins how most stories begin with a woman making soap. Between 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock, I was in my yard, not more than 40 steps from the house, she told reporters. It's, by the way, already not good that she's telling she's reporters. reporters. <laughs> it's never a good sign. No. It's no. never a good sign. No. There was a light wind coming from the west, but the sky was clear and the sun was shining brightly. Get to the story, lady. Nothing in, nothing in the sky. Yeah. Without any prelude or warning of any kind, and exactly under these circumstances, the shower commenced. Suddenly, meat came raining down all around her. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. 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 All right. I, I think this is one of the better beginnings to anything we've done. She's in her yard making soap when meat rained on her. Okay. Right. All right. Right. When the flesh began to fall. <laughs> did the forecast call for it? Was there any prep time? There was no. Not, it's not in the almanac. That's uh, terrible. There's a time of year when meat comes. Yeah, normally the Dopplers will pick that up. <laughs> We're going to take a look at the five days. You can see here is Sunday. We're we got get a, a little big meat, meat front rolling in. Real big meat front rolling in. You guys it's down here on the coast. A lot of sirloin. You're going to get a lot of sirloin over here. A little further south, you guys are probably just going to get some ground chuck, something like that. Hopefully that'll be pushing out Monday. Looks pretty bright at the beginning of next week, more, than, more at 11 o'clock. And then we'll talk about the chicken. <laughs> chicken. Uh, we'll talk about the chicken later in the cast. Yep. All right. We'll be right back with chicken updates. Oh, Jerry, I'm looking forward to the chicken. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be bad. Yeah, cancel your plans. This is really going to be a chicken rain. When the (laughs) the 
flesh began to fall. It's a really hard thing to say. Oh, no, it's fine. It's normal. When the flesh began to fall, I saw a large, a large piece strike the ground close by me with a snapping noise when it struck. The largest piece that I saw was as long as my hand and about a half inch wide. It looked grisly, as if it had been torn from the throat of some animal. What the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> Another piece that I saw was half round in shape and about the size of a half dollar. <laughs> she said it fell like snowflakes. Has she felt snow? <laughs> the pieces, for the most part, were not larger than slow- snowflakes. So, so just d- meat droplets <laughs> surrounding her. For several minutes, Crouch and her husband, Alan, watched as pieces of fresh raw meat, some delicate treads as light as a snowflake, and others a solid lump three inches square fell from the sky. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Mitch. (laughs) You are speechless. I mean, what, what the fuck is going on right now? (laughs) <laughs> well, she's really describing what the meat looked like, but I'm very curious. Miss Crouch said she was impressed with the conviction that it was either a miracle or a warning. <laughs> okay. 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 You want to or let should me, I? Let me just straight up say it's not a miracle. <laughs> yeah, it's not a fucking... In, unless, unless you're miracle. starving to death. It, it's not a miracle. It, unless that, you're starving to death. If you're starving to death and meat falls from a cloudless sky, that's a miracle. That's a miracle. Something happened. If you're making soap, it's a warning. (laughs) (laughs) It's either a miracle or a warning. What if it's just fucked up? I think it's just fucked up, lady. Oh, my God, our prayers have been answered. (laughs) We've been praying for sky meat all along. Here come the meat, praise Jesus. Oh, the Lord, listen to our prayers. He has given us a ribeye from the sky. (laughs) The Crouch's cat, less concerned about meaning of the meat than his masters, immediately gorged himself with the public breakfast so unexpectedly tender to him. (laughs) The cat is the real winner in all this. The cat's like, this is... Is a miracle. No, yeah, the cat's like, is this a warning or a miracle? I'll just fucking eat this. Cables and bits. Cables yeah. and bits. <laughs> when it was over, the Kentucky Meat Shower, as it came to be known, that's the greatest name that has ever been given <laughs> yeah. a small or a dollar. Kentucky the meat Kentucky shower. Meat Showers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds... Uh, How's that not a movie? Or a band? <laughs> How is it not a band? Kentucky Meat Shower? Holy shit. Yeah, I'd go see oh, come them. Come on. I'd go see them. Uh, it left an area of the farmyard 100 yards long and 50 wide strewn with flesh. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the shower drew plenty of attention and curious neighbors... Well, why? <laughs> what about it? David. Hey, uh, Larry, uh, come on over. Oh, uh, can't. Wow. Oh, meat just fell out of the sky. I'm right here now. <laughs> oh, well, there you are. What the fuck? Yeah, meat from the sky. Your cat looks sick. It does, but this is a miracle. <laughs> yeah, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Sweet Lord answered our meat prayers. And then the Lord Jesus gave the people a meat rickle. On the ninth day, he threw meat. He threw just a handful of meat. He just threw handfuls of meat. 
Uh, newspapers reportedly flocked, newspaper reporters flocked to the Crouch's farm to see the mystery meet and offer opinions on it. Many locals Th- this said... This will be great. Many locals said it looked like beef. But one neighbor who was a hunter, on being shown a piece of the flesh, declared it to be bear meat and stated that it had that uncommonly greasy feel peculiar to the flesh of that animal. Okay. A Miss Harrison Gill went... And sa- uh, Mr. Harrison Gill went and said he saw pieces of meat sticking to fences and scattered over the ground. When it first fell, it appeared perfectly fresh. Okay. <laughs> but. That's, okay. At this so, point. So, at, this so point at this point, fresh bear meat is okay. falling. So at this point, when I'm reading the story, I'm thinking an animal exploded in the air. That's my scientific. Yeah. I, a bear, a bear exploded. Yep, a flying bear. A flying bear exploded. At first, I was like, "Well, maybe there's a tornado somewhere, and it lifted up a bear and exploded him." But there's no and clouds in the sky. Do we know what this is from? Am I going to find out? What I don't know. Because <laughs> if I don't, I know. It's I'm really, gonna need some closure. It's really fun. You might not have closure. Are you serious? Yeah. So just fucking bear meat might have just <laughs> dropped out of the fucking sky. We're gonna get a lot of hypothesize. Oh, great. Hypothesis. Oh, oh, good. Hypothesis. Oh, uh, God shook his beard. Others took it upon themselves to taste it. Okay, that may, I get that. You get that? I get that, yeah. Fuck. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if meat falls from the sky, yeah. the last thing I'm doing is picking up a piece and fucking chewing on it. Uh, listen. Who's picking up meat that fell from the sky? And I'm a vegetarian, it? and I'm telling you, I have an asterisk for sky meat. <laughs> I'm going to taste that sky meat. Crash, this is fresh. It's like straight out of the sky. Mm, man, this, this feels like exploded sky bear. Two men ate it and said it was either mutton or venison. A local... <laughs> so, I mean, it is pretty crazy that they can't figure out what fucking animal it is. What is, what is mutton? Mut, isn't mutton lamb? Is it? I believe yeah, mutton's lamb be, and venison's be, deer, right? Uh, venison is... Isn't that a baby cow? I think venison's deer. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, venison is deer. I'm from Brown Deer, Wisconsin. You should know because you're uh, you're from Hunting Land. Yeah, venison is deer. I can't believe you I don't think, know what mutton is. I would think that you guys from Wisconsin I think it's would lamb. constantly eat mutton. Well, I listen, I wasn't a big mutton guy, okay? How? I was raised by English people, so it was like a lot of roasts, nah. you know? You fancy a nice thick stew <laughs> every Sunday. What are we having? Leftover stew. Shepherd pie. Yeah, shepherd's sky. pie, exactly. Bubble and squeak. A local butcher who tried a piece declared that it tasted neither like flesh, fish, or fowl. It looked to him like mutton, but the smell was a new one. Well, I'm sure the smell was, you know, it had that, that sky smell. Yeah, it's lamb. You're right. There you go. Venison's deer. Mature, sh- m- mature sheep. Yeah, <clears throat> it's just cheap that you can go around and you say penis and they don't giggle. Then you can make mutton. Okay. Okay. With no one able to identify the meat by sight or taste, the St. Louis Globe Democrat reported several large samples were gathered for a study by a group of faculty members at Transylvania University. Okay. Now, so now I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Now I think it's I safe to say that what is happening right now. I believe. Oh, uh, uh, the the vampires have come. The. <laughs> The sky bear venison mutton meat is now being uh, explored upon at Transylvania University. 
which is here, and that's fine. Uh, we sent the meat to Transylvania University. They sent uh, they sent samples to chemists and others in various parts of the country, and analysis were made by several well-known scientists. How can they not figure out what fucking meat it is? Well, it's crazy. A professor, J.L. Smith, initially thought that the meat was actually dried frog spawn that had been picked up from a pond by the wind. But he later abandoned the idea. Why? Because it was the craziest <laughs> idea possible? It's probably flying frogs. It's probably. It's pro- well, okay, so here's what happened. There were frogs in a pond, and a wind came, and it blew them over, and then they shredded. They just exploded. They turned into uh, you know what? I back off. That's not a good theory. That's not a good theory. Back that one up. I don't know what I was talking about. I've been drinking. Leopold Brandes, writing in a journal called The Sanitarian, I mean, mm. what in the fuck is happening? Just, just great. Claimed that the Kentucky Wonder is nothing more or less than the Gnostic of an old alchemist. A strange-looking vegetable mass, now recognized as as cyanobacteria, which is a real thing, I guess, consisting of translucent, gelatinous bodies joined together by by thread-like tubes or seed bearers. So he's saying it's like a like a gross vegetable mass. The meat. Yeah. Okay, that theory is not good. Right. Okay. A few other scientists concluded that their samples possess undoubted characteristics peculiar to the flesh of animals. It was indeed meat, but which kind was unclear. I have studied the meat, and I have concluded that it is... Delicious. Meat. Meat. Questions. (laughs) Questions. Uh, Will you be doing anything to answer the questions that we already wanted answered? It is meat. All right, we'll see you later. (laughs) Dr. L.D. Kastenbein, a chemist at Louisville College, heated one sample over a Bunsen burner and noted that it had, it had an odor distinctly like rancid mutton suet on warming, and after ignition had the char- characteristic smell of burned animal tissue. So he cooked it and came to the conclusion that it was meat. Yep. So far, it's still meat. He also treated some pieces in chemical solutions, which helped expose muscle fibers and connective and fatty tissues. Quote, as the specimen was not placed in alcohol, the odor was retained, which a number of meat experts pronounced without hesitation mutton, he wrote. Since my examination, I have learned that others have arrived at the same conclusion as myself, some even asserting that the wool of the animal was distinctly seen. So, lamb. An exploding lamb. Doctors Alan McLean Hamilton and J.W.S. Arnold agreed that the flesh had come from an animal, but it wasn't mutton. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not. It is. Hey, sky meat is going to fucking bring you know up a lot of questions. Need. They, you know, if there's sky meat, it's going to be a lot of different theories. Sky meat doesn't lead to one place. Yes, so. if, if, if only we had access to St. Martin still, God. we would be able to determine what this right? is. By fishing in his belly. <laughs> uh, after examining a piece under a microscope, they identified it as lung tissue from either a horse or human infant. Right! What? Exploding babies is a possibility how, now? How? Okay, a human infant? Just how? Uh, the lungs of a human infant? 
So that's your conclusion yeah. is that somehow the lungs of a human infant exploded over a house. You didn't let me finish. The frogs <laughs> brought them there. <laughs> well, uh, look, uh, there's been a lot of cases of flying human infant lungs, and I think this one just hit a helicopter. My question is about when you said there have been a lot of. Uh-huh. Mm. Flying around. I'll see you later. Uh... <laughs> Flying around. Quote, the structure of the organ in these two cases is very similar between human lungs and human infant lungs. Oh, my God. Dr. Mead Edwards. Dr. Mead Edwards. Oh, meanwhile. God. If his name was Dr. Meat Edwards <laughs> and he I'm also meat. You got to bring me in on this, Lou. <laughs> I don't know if you're the right one for Lou, I was made for this one. <laughs> I don't know. What's my name? Dr. Meat. But okay, it doesn't. Come it on, does Lou. Not. Put me on this one. You can try a little, Dr. Meat. <laughs> Uh, he examined three different samples two in the natural state as they fell and one prepared and mounted for the microscope the mounted specimen and one of the others he determined were bits of cartilage while the last piece was composed of striated muscular fibers along with what appeared to be dense connective tissue can I just say how fucking far off the lung guy was yo lung guy is out of his mind while the condition of the samples prevented him from identifying the source of the flesh Edwards concluded that all of the specimens proved to be of animal origin showing that the Kentucky shower was a veritable meat shower <laughs> a meat shower but if it was meat where did it come from that's what I want to know. William Livingston Alden, writing in the New York Times, offered two different explanations. Oh. The first was the obvious conclusion that the deluge of meat was a bizarre form of meteor shower. Meteor shower. <laughs> it was a meteor shower. According to the present theory of astronomers... astronomers You'll get that. According to the present theory of astronomers, an enormous belt of meteoric stones constantly revolves around the sun, and when the Earth comes in contact with this belt, she is profoundly pelted. Similarly, we may suppose that there revolves about the sun a belt of venison, mutton, and other meats divided mm -hmm. into small fragments which mm -hmm. are precipitated upon the Earth mm -hmm. whenever the latter crosses their path. Okay, so, so the first theory is meat stars. Right, and it's space meat. Space meat. So the first theory is crazy. Mm -hmm. No, space meat's a very... This, that, that could be where this goes. You don't know where this goes. It could be space meat. How, how, could do, it you be know, space? how do you know there isn't space meat? I mean, I just... There's not... There's not... There's not... How do you know there isn't space meat? Open your fucking mind. We're talking about meat showers right now. Maybe there it's is... It's all on the table. Space meat. Space meat. By the way, that's in the movie Interstellar, not to do a spoiler. <laughs> Space But they do go through a... Do they? Yeah, they go through a band of meat. <laughs> really? Oh, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. No. No. <laughs> and then they go through a broccoli band. Wait, they do? Yeah. <laughs> a more probable explanation suggest suggested by the Crouches and chemist Robert Peter and supported by... Castenby, Edwards, and Smith. Huh? Okay, mm -hmm. so we have some sort of, sort of a consensus. Here. Yeah, okay. Was that the meat shower was simply vomit <laughs> produced by a passing flock of vultures uh, so, so, who had been feasting themselves more abundantly than wisely on a carcass. So just a pack of bulimic vultures. Vultures actually do vomit. Yeah, uh, do they do it in sync? To lighten the load if they feel threatened and need to make a quick getaway. I like this one. 
The most likely theory of the Kentucky meat shower is that a group of vultures barfed in flight, <laughs> raining bits of freshly eaten horse meat down on Mrs. Crouch. Why did they vomit in flight? It may be that one of them spontaneously vomited, and because of their instinct and the fear when threatened, then the others did so reflexively, just in case. The vulture's <laughs> primary mode of defense is actually vomiting on threats. Wow. Its primary form of defense is regurgitating semi-digested meat of foul-melling substance, which deters most creatures intent on raiding a vulture nest. It will also sting if the predator is close enough to get the vomit in its face or eyes. Jesus. This would explain the melange of muscle, connective tissue, and fat that was recovered. It would also, unfortunately, mean that a cat and a bunch of people were eating bits of half-digested meat off the ground. (laughs) (laughs) People. Remember when I said I'd eat it? I'm an idiot. (laughs) Whatever the meat was and wherever it came from, you can see a bit of it yourself. The Monroe Moustic Medical and Science Museum at Transylvania University. Oh, that's good. I'm glad it's still going. Lexington Uh has a preserved piece of meat from the shower in its collection. I want someone who listens to go look at that. Yes. Someone please. who's got to be in Kentucky yes. near there. Go If you're in Lexington, go wow. to Transylvania University and look at the meat. That's crazy. Yeah, how about that? Crazy. Meat shower. That's crazy. Yeah. And that the only theory we have that works is that a bunch of vultures puked. Yeah. Tremendous. Crazy. Right? Tremendous. Well. Happy meat shower. <laughs> Meat shower. Meat shower Monday. Uh, Bobby Boop. Boop. That's a smallop. <laughs> hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there